Welcome to Penhold Talk Radio. On today's show, we will be looking at the recent candidates forum as nine uh, candidates look to fill the six seats on council. This is Penhold Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. My name is Brian Constein. With me is co-host Michael Rowland. Hello, hello. So on October, uh, on October 18th, we have an uh, election going on. We have uh, town council, uh, new, count, new town council being elected. Uh, Mike Yarjo has already been acclaimed uh, for a second term uh, as mayor. And so uh, congratulations to him. But uh, there are still six seats on council uh, up for grabs. And there are nine candidates um, looking to fill those seats. And so this last week, they had their uh, candidates forum and then the chance to uh, present their cases. Um, and so uh, running for council this year is... We have Teresa Cunningham, Ken Denson incumbent, Sean Hamm incumbent, Julia King, who is a former councillor and mayor, Michael Klitsch, Sean Cranenberg incumbent, Tyrone Mueller incumbent, Mike Walsh incumbent, and Robin Edwards, who was unable to attend the forum. All right, uh, and so uh, they can't, the candidates spent the a better part of, of two hours kind of laying out their, their case for your vote uh, on October 18th. Uh, they, they each started with a two-minute opening, uh, opening statement, and for many of them, they, they, they shared uh, common goals, such as fiscal responsibility, so there's, much, there's a lot of talk about um, the the tax rate and desiring to bring it down. So that was all uh, good to hear. There is uh, common talk about um, um, crime in the city and ways we can uh, help reduce that. Um, there was talk about uh, increasing um, the, the the tax base by bringing in more more businesses to to the area. Um, they also talked about wanting to improve the amenities uh, around town, uh, particularly with people being locked. Uh, are being prevented with doing things indoors. Uh, the the count, a lot of council uh, spoke to how they wanted to provide more outdoor activities for for uh, the community. Uh, and so much uh, that the, the, those were all kind of common themes for for most of the, the of the candidates. And then from there, they started to uh, they they went through a set of six questions. And the first one was on the role of counselor and how they viewed. Uh, their role, uh, or what their role would be as counselor, and here I, I guess the the kind of the one thought I was was having, and, and this is this is not just uh, uh, an issue or, or a phrase that's used from from Penwell, uh politicians, but just politicians in general, but they view this as as, as a public service that they are serving the community, uh, and, and yet my, the, my cynical side. Uh, asked, well, okay, you want to be a public servant, but why do that as an elected official? Like you, you could start a community group. What is it that is actually motivating you to be a public servant through the elected, uh, or in the way, or in the in the form of an elected official? There's got to be something additional to that to that um, motive that motivates you to be a public servant in that way. It's it. It seems to me there's got to be some desire for power, not necessarily in a negative way, 
but a desire to have some control. You're not just wanting to serve, you're wanting some control over something because that's what elected officials have. They're, they're given a position of some control over some level of responsibility. And so to want to be elected an elected official rather than serving your community through volunteer organizations or through even just lower level jobs in your community, there's got to be a desire for some level of power and control. You know, the person, person who runs for elected official is someone who at least thinks their, their opinions or their thoughts or their ideas are in some way not superior necessarily, but, but their ideas are, are, are important enough that they have to be in positions of power to enact them or something like that. Uh, yeah, there, there's 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 a there's a there's a leadership. If nothing else, there's a leadership drive for the elected official. There there's hardly any official who's a, who runs for for political office who doesn't like the the notoriety or or the attention in some way. Uh, and, and so i i i i don't i don't know if there's any, any kind of conclusion i'm trying to reach with this it's just it just uh perhaps that's part of what uh what drives our our general cynicism towards politicians is that they is they they tell us that they're public servants and yet when we when we think of such people usually i'm thinking uh, i want to think about people who are like volunteers the the the, the background people the if you will the backbone of so many different communities, it's 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 these silent people who are doing all this work, uh, and yet it's these people who I see on TV all the time who who claim the same title as public servant, and and yet you're you're trying to tell me that that the the person who's elected to council or to to the legislature is is kind of is like this like the person who who organizes you know the kids club or something like that. There's, there's something different going on there, and and you know a politician I think should should at least recognize, uh, or uh, recognize may admit something like that, that they're they're seeking a position that um, while it's in, perhaps in service to the public, there's there's some personal drive. There's there's a, there's a something some some personal self uh, not self seeking but something like that. There's something in which they don't mind being at the front of the group. Yeah. Yeah. The recognition that the recognition and the, the fame ultimately really does play a big part in, in taking that type of position. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah the person yeah, who doesn't yeah. want the fame and doesn't want the recognition, they're the ones that are volunteering behind the scenes and still trying to serve the community or serve their, their local area. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's certainly a disconnect there that perhaps we, we sense we sense uh, maybe unconsciously when when the, when someone says they're a public servant, uh, the 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 servant just doesn't usually get the kind of attention that that an elected official gets. And, and yeah, there there just there just feels like it's something's off there. Um, but yeah, just again, just kind of a, a random thought when 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 I'm when I hear uh, a politician uh, claim to be a public servant. Um, there's there's some there's an additional motivation in there that's that's often unspoken, and like you said, that's certainly not unique to the Penhold candidates. The, this is something that's common among all politics. 
Yeah. It's so not to rag on them too hard, but it's it's common to all political all political people who are ambitious that way, I guess. <laughs> uh I guess the 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 other thought that I had while uh they were discussing this question uh of the role of counselor is that and again this is this is kind of a common response you see um from from candidates and particularly winning candidates. Um, you see that they they promise to be this this representative of all people. They 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 will they will they promise to to listen and to to hear from all voices of all people and, and to be representative of of all citizens uh, and seemingly regardless of of who you voted for, they will now they promise now to represent you. Um, again, uh, I. Uh, I, I I asked this uh, kind of more from a cynical basis. How is that possible? Because uh, when I when I'm voting for a particular politician, uh, I'm voting for certain issues and 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 decisions to be made that obviously the other candidate won't uh, won't fulfill. And so when it when the opponent wins, how how could he possibly represent me? So, so is this is this just more kind of political speak, um, uh, uh, to try to you know placate uh, the 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 voters who didn't get their guy elected? Um, what's what, what do you think is behind that kind of language? Well, I think like you say, it's very much to <laughs> calm the nerves of those who didn't get who they wanted in in office to make them feel like they're still going to be represented. Um, along that thought process though i think that there's i find that actually somewhat concerning to say that you're going to be representative of all people means that you have no you have no position you'll be swayed with whichever way will ultimately please the most of your your constituency mm -hmm. um i find it better to be voting on character of the individual candidate especially since we don't function on a like on a system where we do referendums every time a decision needs to be made you're not taking a poll of the population so we vote in somebody based on the the content of their character under the belief that they will represent us in a way that represents what we believe what we feel is right so we need to vote on the character of the individual and if they will claim to represent all citizens, how strong is that character going to hold to what they've promised? Okay, so do you, when a politician says they, they, they are going to represent all people, do you actually think that uh, they believe that statement? Do you think they, they, they are actually able to do that? I think they believe the sentiment. You're less cynical than I am. I think they believe the sentiment of it but I think if they were honest with themselves, they'd know that that's not literally possible. You're never going to be able to represent all, all people. Yeah. You're always going to have opposing sides on every issue, on every topic of discussion, on every topic of debate. You're always going to have a opposition. So you can't represent all people. Yeah, so yeah, I, I think it's clearly impossible. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't see how they can actually claim 
to be saying this in a, in a truthful way, or at least to be to be understood in a, in in that way, or to be understood to mean that now that I'm elected, I will do whatever everyone wants to do. Um, so so I'm, I'm just trying to look up because uh, Trudeau obviously Pierre Trudeau, or Pierre Trudeau um, <laughs> Justin Justin do yeah. Justin Trudeau recently uh, was reelected um, prime minister, and he 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 mentions very similar things. Um, he, um, yeah, yeah, and like one one in his in his, in his uh, acceptance there in his victory speech, he makes a line. But what we've seen tonight uh, is that millions of Canadians have chosen a progressive plan. Um, let's see here. I see Canadians stand together, together in determination to end this pandemic. And then he basically, and this is together, he, see, he sees Canadians, quote, uh, stand together, quote, together for real climate action, for $10 a day care, for homes that are for middle-class families, for our shared journey on the path of reconciliations. As Canadians, you've elected parliamentarians to live around all this, our, and our team, our government is ready. So apparently, um, all Canadians just voted for everything that is exactly on the Liberal platform. Yeah. And so... And so um, this is how. So when they, when a politician says they represent all people, it it's almost it almost feels like they are doing that, um, trying to show that they're that they now have the, the mandate of the entire country behind them. Yeah, um, they have been elected, you know, prime minister of, of Canada. Therefore, Canada has elected them. It's kind of, and so, uh, and so therefore, since Canada has elected them, well, Canada is all behind their, behind their, their, their platform. And therefore, since everyone's behind them, yeah, I can, I can represent, represent everybody. I wonder, yeah, it, it feels like there's this kind of this weird, um, men, there's this, this, this weird justification that, that the politician often goes or goes through, um, to think that because they've been elected that um, now, now all Canadians are going to kind of align themselves behind this leader. And so in when they say that, that, that um, they are representative of all Canadians, you, you wonder if, if it's not with this kind of mentality to try to convince us that we all need to get in line behind him. On a less cynical view, <laughs> I think I, the way I read it in a lot of cases, this is not to say every time a politician says it, this is what they mean, but I read it more in the sense of they're ensuring everyone who ne didn't necessarily vote for them, that they're still not going to be ignored. That this representative, because they are a representative of the people in some form of government, like in this case, if we elect a town councillor, they are representative of Penhold. They, they're ensuring everybody that they're not going to be ignored just because they didn't vote for you or for that person necessarily. So it's more a, almost a comforting statement of that we represent all of you. So we won't ignore those of you who are on a different opposing side. It's a, it's a little more of a positive, <laughs> positive sure, view, yeah, but yeah. I think that's the sentiment behind it in 
at least some cases. <laughs> yeah, in some cases, it, 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 though, though that that kind of perspective, it, it feels more like a you know a, a, a parent tapping a kid on the head or something like that. It'll be okay. Yeah, it, like you you're still you're, you're still not gonna do like it's like yeah okay I heard you little Johnny that's nice you had that idea but we're not going to do that. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's it's yeah. We 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 didn't we didn't ignore you. We we heard your we heard your voice. Oh, I don't deny that. I think <laughs> I think the sentiment and the seriousness of the sentiment <laughs> sometimes fall in question. But yeah. I think that's the idea behind it. A lot of times when people say it, mm-hmm. again, it's it's going to be one of those cases where the this the level that they actually mean it is probably in question. Yeah, and so yeah, it's these. I think yeah, you you kind of classify this as almost one of those just kind of automatic political t- talking or phrase. One of those political phrases yeah. that we just throw out there. It it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't doesn't uh, end up meaning exactly what you mean. It's just it's just it's almost it's almost like a political tick. Yeah, it, it's it's just something that we throw in the in the political speech when we when we win. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I I still uh, I still hold to my kind of cynical view that that part of that though is try to trying to convince people that that you can now come behind me. I I'm going to be your prime minister too. Um uh, when it, when they they certainly don't have any 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 intention to follow through likely on 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 the issues that I voted against them for. Yeah. Um so kind of a call to fall in line with the majority who did vote. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, part of it at least seems like there's an undercurrent to it. From there, uh, yeah. So, so the the the, the candidates at the at the town council um, uh, answered a question on the role of council, uh, role of councilor. Uh, they had a question on uh, the three things that they they most liked about uh, Penhold were most attractive. And three things they could improve. Um, uh, I think I got a tally here, and I think yeah. I think uh, yeah, it looked like uh, at least a rough count. Seven of the eight candidates mentioned the kind of the small town feel slash family atmosphere of of, of yeah. Penhold. Yeah, that seemed to be uh, the very first thing every one of them hit on was this small town family environment. Yeah, which is good. I I, no. I, I, I I'm in complete agreement with that. That's uh, that's one thing I like about this place as well. Um, but the other, other things they talked about were the community events, uh, the, the local K to 12, which, uh, again, uh, another big check mark there where you don't have to travel into, uh, Red Deer or into Innisfail to kind of complete your education. It's all housed right here, uh, in the small town of Penhold. Um, uh, those are the, the kind of the, the main ones. Um, now as, as, as much as they agreed on kind of the small town atmosphere, uh, I think all of them in, in some way touched on ways to improve the town was outdoor amenities. Yeah. No, like almost all of them, they, they mentioned in some ways it was, it was outdoor amenities. It was, you know, uh, developing the, the, um, the grounds around the multiplex. It was improving trails. Um, it, it, they, um, they mentioned, uh, obviously the development of, of the skate park kind of being in, in line with, Kind of improving the the amenities of town, so the I think what we whatever whatever council we get in this next election, um, I think we can can expect to see more spending 
uh, on outdoor amenities. Now, whether that is uh, in line with with what you want your council to be doing, um, that that is, I guess, your call. But uh, that's what uh, that's what uh, it looks like. The direction of of council will, will be going is is improving uh, some of the outdoor activities and, and recreation grounds uh, around town. Uh, we also saw that uh, many of them were in favor of, of increasing business um, or increasing the uh, the number of businesses in town. Again, this 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 is driven by motivation to kind of um, increase the tax base of of Penhold. So in order to facilitate or in order to fund all these amenities, it's not all on the backs of of residents or uh, on on the back of back of of, of Penhold residents. Um, but in fact, we can we can pull a little bit from uh, from business as well, though though here again, there's there in the, in the end there is only one taxpayer, um, so let's 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 rem rem remember this. It's you know it's it's not like, um, it's not like because business comes in that that we are then pulling taxes from some sort of um, faceless organization. Like these, these businesses still represent families and and and, and individuals, and so uh, I don't want, I I wouldn't want council to to feel like, um, that that businesses could be you know perhaps taken advantage of a little bit more easier because it's not you know the family down the street that I've raised taxes on it's 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 that 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 storefront over here that I have. Um, well, I think that's where some of the push for more of an industrial type sector falls. Um, it's you're less attached to a small business, a family run operation. Typically when you hit the industrial level, that's a big, big entity and a large tax base. And that's mm -hmm. where, when you look at all the bigger centers, like you look at Red Deer and part of the reason their tax rate can be as low as it is, is the large amount of industrial they're able to accommodate that brings in a good amount of taxes. Yeah. Um, now what I found kind of ironic with that. Now I understand wanting to expand the tax base to lower the taxes, but how they all, every one of them, like you pointed out, like the small town family atmosphere and then on their things to improve, several of them talk about it growing this town. Mm -hmm. You start to push away from the small town family atmosphere. If you move to a large industrial and commercial sector. So yeah, it, it it certainly uh, ends up presenting kind of the, the the question: How big can you get until you lose that small town yeah. feeling? Yeah, and that I thought that throughout much of this is how far can we go before we don't feel like a small town anymore? We become a small city. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's that's something that that you need to be aware of because. As, as much as we we might like to convince ourselves um you you cannot keep that same atmosphere uh with three thousand as you do with ten thousand or twenty thousand those are just different um di they become different organisms really when when they get to those different sizes um it, the number of people impact the, the the feeling of of a community and so you know as you get larger um if nothing else, what you end up getting is is, is kind of smaller, um, kind of uh, communities within the within the larger towns or something yeah. like that, uh, and so you don't get uh, the full cohesion of the entire 
uh, entire town. And you know, that's 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 something that I guess uh, the people of Penhold are going to have to decide whether or not this is how far do they want Penhold to expand. Yeah. And there's yeah, there's always that that. And I guess you know one pushback is you know if if you're not growing, you're dying kind of mentality. But you know, it, there's uh, like uh, it doesn't necessarily. I don't know if that's a necessary truth. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think that that has to be the case. Um, certainly, you want some sort of vibrancy. You don't want stagnation. Uh, and so, but vibrancy, I think, it, it goes beyond just kind of merely bringing in new new blood, as it were, or new people, new residences, new businesses. Vibrancy, I think, uh, kind of emerges from the people themselves who are often already here um, and so you can you can you can you can keep a, a strong vibrant community even if you if you want to put some sort of um, limits on on it on your population and because you want to keep more of that that feeling that small town feeling that, that yeah it, it's just inevitable it, it will get lost if you get too big um, and so that's that is something, especially when they, later on, and they they taught, they had vision. There's a question about you know what is your vision for 20 years, yeah. and this is where some of this. Kind that's of, that's where my biggest concerns came yeah. up. Like I like the small town feel. I like this kind of very family oriented and connected neighborhood. And then yeah, the vision for 20 years. You've got a few of the councilors talking about pretty massive expansion, looking to reach all the way out to Highway Two and develop all of the annex land and and grow the population two three four six times what it is now yeah. and so it's it's a direction that <laughs> i'm sure not everybody in penhold is fond of yeah. i'm sure there's some that are but there's there's many who love the small town and would hate to see it turn into a city yeah oh for sure um yeah it, it's uh yeah, it is, it, is a, it is a question about what is your vision for the next 20 years of Penhold. And, you know, sometimes visions and, and fantasy blend a little bit. And so it might be more fantasy to think we can grow to, to 10,000 or 20,000 and still keep the same atmosphere that we have now. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's something that... that, uh, that Today's citizens have to be aware of, especially with all that annexed land that we have. Um, council certainly wants to do something with it, um, and so it already seems like we're we're we're, gonna, we're going to expand. I think I don't think that's I don't think that's uh, in question at this point. The question is how quickly um, and and how much more I guess beyond that is is our, our is, is the goal. Um, yeah, all that is is bound to to impact um, our our atmosphere of, of what penhold of uh, the atmosphere by which we experience penhold. Um, yeah, all those things need to be, be kind of kept in mind. Um, and then from there, um, they looked at a question or they took a question on affordable, uh, housing and, and uh, housing for, um, uh, 50 plus, um, residents here, here it was noted that, that, uh, that um, Penhold has a very young population. I think one of them mentioned that the average age is 33, and, and quite frankly, it sounds about right. Um, and especially when you look at uh, the number of kids and, and the 
people who are out and about. It, it is a very young, uh, young community. Um, and, and, and so when it comes to affordable housing, I, I think all the candidates were on board with that. They wanted to see um, some degree of, of affordable housing, whether that is um, for um, just young families to be able to purchase, where this meant um, um, residences for, for seniors, where, it, where the costs, particularly like maintenance costs, would, would be so high. Um, uh, and then there's also, I think, a comment on, on you know, perhaps uh, like tiny homes kind of, kind of, kind of component or having a place for, for um, disabled living. Um, all those were, were brought on. I think uh, in, in general agreement, everyone looks like they want to, to uh, allow people in Penhold to, for, for this to be a place where you can, where you are, where apparently a lot of grandkids probably live. <laughs> if the, if the age demographic is on point there, there seems a lot of, uh, a lot of grandkids probably here and, and, uh, council or the, the next council would seem to be want to uh, move towards uh, having a place where grandparents could perhaps live uh, alongside. Yeah, there was, well, there was quite a few people just basically just in full agreement of, of this. There was a couple of concerns brought up to some extent. Um, I know one mentioned that uh, bringing in affordable housing does bring in other, other needs. If you bring in affordable housing, you tend to need more availability of services, um, especially if, depending on what you mean by affordable housing. But if you're talking rental accommodations, there's a lot of people that affordable rentals, they're also the type of people that won't have a vehicle. We don't have transit access to Red Deer. And at this point, we don't have a lot of business here. So this is a hard town to live in affordable housing without a vehicle and find a job. Mm -hmm. So. So affordable housing becomes a lot more than just talking to a developer about building a condo or apartment unit. It, so there was, I don't think it, he didn't delve very deep into that, but it's definitely something to, to consider when talking about affordable housing and the same thing with retirement type situations with the close proximity of Red Deer, but not having the transit access, it becomes difficult for seniors as well as people in those affordable living situations to mm -hmm. be able to access the services they need if they're not available here in town yeah no i think you're a good point that it's um it is is not simply providing you know the financial means to live here but yeah it, it, it you're you're looking at uh, trying to attract a, a demographic in which there's usually a, a, a requirement to have some sort of infrastructure particular infrastructure in place around them uh certain supports that that uh that uh, say senior living is going to require yeah and so that that means uh this is more than simply um financial maneuvering or or, or development uh particularly, particularly developing different real estate but yeah it, it's it's a it's a much broader uh, uh much broader problem to to be tackled yeah no and that's certainly not a reason to avoid avoid pursuing this op these kind of options i i in full agreement a lot of them talked about how the idea of wanting to continue life here after retirement they've lived here for much of their life they raise a family here they want to stay here even when that comes to that stage of retirement when you you want to live in a situation where 
you need you, you don't need the maintenance you don't need all that that work involved and so you want to live in more of a seniors facility or seniors housing i get that that that's awesome yeah. and i think that that's something worth pursuing for sure yeah uh, and so the uh following that the the next question they they were asked was what is uh what they see as the the, the, the toughest challenge that that council would face over their their next four years and again, I think we saw a recurring theme that there's a lot of concern over increased costs that's going to happen. Um, so many of the incumbents um, bragged on the fact that uh, taxes have decreased, uh, or at least stayed the same in these last two years, have decreased, at least at the, the municipal level. Uh, and yet, um, many of them now warned that uh, some of those costs um, are going to be going up. Some, some, of, the, some of the tax decrease, uh, in fact, were entirely due to layoffs due to this pandemic. So it really is an artificial decrease in taxes, um, not, not a true kind of fundamental um, tax break. Uh, and so with, with the, the pandemic um, hopefully um, waning over the next, over the, over, let's put, let's put it over the four years. Let's just get a big window here. <laughs> yeah. Waning over the four, next, these next four years, um, the town is going to likely have to hire more staff back um, to, to fulfill a lot of the, these, these tasks that uh, council has, has plans for. So that's automatically going to raise costs. Um, there is talk about how there's less provincial grant money for, for bigger projects. Um, the big, or another big one was um, provincial. Uh, the provincial government is downloading the uh, policing costs on, onto onto municipalities, and and Penhold crosses that threshold in which we will have to be paying a certain amount and and not uh, not an insignificant amount either. Yeah, we were at they council. were saying ninety four thousand this last year, and we're anticipating by twenty twenty four it was supposed to be two hundred and some thousand, something so like that. Those numbers are pretty. It's close. a significant chunk of money. So yeah taxes have to reflect that yeah so it, it's something that that uh that i guess we have to be uh, those who live in Pendle are gonna have to be bracing for uh at least not be surprised by if uh if taxes um do go up so then so that ends up being the question of how much value can council get out of those taxes um, i think a couple of them kind of mentioned that um that uh that in that even though taxes are going to go up that we try that council does its best to to get the most for those tax dollars um there just might it just does not seem to be at this at this point any any likelihood that we could that we could keep the same services um and certainly not increase the amenities that that are talked about without uh having to pay for those with our taxes and then from there um, was was probably the surprise question of the night um, was the question on diversity and, and council's role, uh, or how council would, would address um, or how it would improve the diversity of the community, uh, including LGBTQ. And here I think it was clear that this caught a lot of councillors off guard or a lot of count, or candidates off guard with this one. Um, this is not usually a question I, I think is faced on, on such a, a small level as, as Pendle Town Council candidate forum. And so, yeah, a lot of councillors struggled with this one, not because I don't think 
they're you know opposed to to uh, raising or to to um, quote diversity, um, but they understand the, the the political landmines that are that are just fill that fill this space. Yeah, um, that fear fear of misspeaking, fear of offending. It's it's a dangerous territory to walk through this topic of diversity yeah um now i i guess for in like uh, on just a simple on the on the basic level I, I don't think there's anyone who's opposed to diversity you know diversity of skills diversity of ideas uh, diversity of culture um yeah if, if you've gone to a restaurant you like diversity of culture <laughs> um, no one wants to go to the same same restaurant, especially if it's probably a Canadian restaurant. There wouldn't be much there, I don't think, <laughs> save for maybe a bowl of poutine or something. Um, we're we're glad to have a variety of restaurants, and so yeah, I think we 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 appreciate um, kind of the cultural diversity. Um, but what I think is the problem here, I think what a lot of the the, the candidates struggled with is they understand that this this word diversity is not. Um, it is 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 if you will a, a cultural code word. It is it is a word that is loaded up with so many different meanings and 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 significance. It is it is not merely whether or not you want to see different people, different uh, uh, skills brought into a certain community, um, but diversity has become this byword. Um, by which we mean, are you willing to accept and celebrate all things different? Yeah. Um, and if you're not, well, then that's where the other labels come out, um, like, like, like homophobia or, or bigotry or something like that. And so if you don't, if you don't mimic the, the right words, I know if you reject, reject this call to diversity, or if you kind of limit it in any way, uh, I know that you are you are one of them. You are you are one of those outsiders. You are, you are a troublemaker. Um, you are not in polite society, as it were. Um, and so that I think is where a lot of the struggle uh, from the from the candidates came from. Now, as far as what uh, what the candidates themselves um, did say, um, I think. I think a couple of them hit on I think the the most or the the kind of the key part for 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 the for a council role in this in this view um they mentioned that the fact that that city the city should have no discriminatory or or exclusionary policies and and you know what I I I I I agree with that you know if if you're trying to hire someone for for uh, uh outdoor maintenance work or something like that there, there is. I, I've, I've. I don't think your your religion, your sexuality, your your gender should come into play with it. It just it just doesn't make makes no difference. Um, and so yeah, as as far as as what council goes, um, as as far as as kind of making policies, yeah, I don't I don't see those as being particularly uh, an issue. And 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 like I said, they they mentioned that there should be no uh, discriminatory policies. And, and quite frankly, I don't think there is. Uh, at this, at this stage of the game, it, it's just, if, if you find something, uh, it, it, it seems to be, uh, more of a, a projection, uh, or, or of something. 
from from the person who's complaining about it. They're just they're just they're just that just is not particularly at this level. Just is not is not an issue. Um. Now they did mention uh, community support groups, uh, and here you know when 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 people talk about diversity, of course, usually at least in the political realm, it's kind of code speak for like the LGBTQ community. Though I did appreciate the candidates kind of broaden that out. Um, yeah, they they took it beyond that to to refer to you know people who might be struggling with mental issues. Um, referring to uh, people with disabilities. Uh, and so in those ways, yeah, I think we can, it's not so much a question of diversity so much as, uh, as, as a question of what levels of support and accessibility do we have for everybody? Yeah. Uh, and then in that case, yeah, I, I think we, I think, I think there's, there's good grounds for support groups uh, to be in place. I think there, those support groups, though, I would I would hope to see those more from the community level than the council level. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily a role of the government to create and guide those support groups. I think that that's a community initiative. That's something that people dealing with those issues or wanting to assist with those issues take on. Yeah. Yeah, if anything, the, the the council comes in as as merely supportive of those. Uh, you know, I I, I don't uh, I'm not opposed to you know if if council wants to fund outside groups like that, I think I think that, or at least you know provide those kind of groups with, with particularly tax incentives or, or 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 other benefits that 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 might be helpful for for those groups to to organize. Um, yeah, the operational. Yeah, that's uh, I, I agree. I don't think that's that's. Uh, uh, particular that's not it's just not a function of, of what government ought to be um they are kind of to provide the space for which those groups can can do their work um uh and then uh other comments there's a couple comments about work and work with schools um there's a lot of, a lot of buzzwords like recognize and educate and ask questions uh, again, I think these were were uh, or must be very welcoming. All these are, are kind of those those kind of political words that we that we know um, the lingo to now. You know, if it, this is what we these are the words we gotta say. Uh, and very, and it's, it's it's getting to that kind of religious kind of component. You know, you you know you know the, the special words of that community. You know, if you're if you're a Christian, you you have a certain Christian lingo that you use. Uh, and in many cases, these these issues around many things like diversity and inclusion have their own special language now that that must be kind of recited. So uh, a lot of them did that. Um, and, then, and then there's also uh, a couple of them kind of talked about uh, rainbow crosswalks, uh, the rainbow lighting, uh, rainbow flags. This this is where things just get tricky. Um, it, it this is this is what I mean by this diversity is not so much about uh, it's not so much about just allowing people to come in. It becomes uh, diversity become or becomes celebrating that everyone that they're celebrating everyone who is in or something like that. There there is it, it's mere it goes beyond merely um, accepting or even welcoming. We we end up going to the state of celebration. And this is this is where the issue comes in because 
one can, can one can be very welcoming, um, in fact, very accepting. But perhaps I don't want to celebrate everything that you that you've chosen to do um, or think is right, um, and yet governments go beyond merely being welcoming. They they've gone to the celebratory stage, and as a result, when someone doesn't. So while someone might be accepting, but they don't want to celebrate, well, then they, again, that's where, where these names come in again, uh, uh, you know, whether it be racism or sexism or homophobia or something like this. Even just intolerance. Yes. You, they say you're intolerant. When did tolerance require celebration? Mm -hmm. that's, that's a step well beyond tolerance. That's mm -hmm. taking it to a whole nother level. So if you don't reach that level, you're now intolerant. Yeah, it's the the scales have shifted. Yeah, or or or, <laughs> or at least uh, there's there's only two or there's only um, two positions one can take. Yeah, on that scale, it's it, it's it's far from kind of a sliding scale. It's either it's either on this side or on this side, and the two sides are either you celebrate all things diverse or you hate them, yeah. <laughs> or you hate diversity yeah. or something like that. Uh, and there's just there's just no middle ground to that anymore. You you, you can't be just simply um, tolerant. You can't simply be, you know, welcoming. But in fact, I have to embrace and celebrate, and 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 um, in all ways, um, be be for your diversity, whatever that may be. And so, yeah, and 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 I think you know, polit or when 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 a politician doesn't join in, say, um, uh, a pride a pride parade like that now. That now is almost a, a political prerequisite to election. Yeah. Um, if if you if you want to run for 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 a political office and you don't go in a pride parade, you are you are that kind of hateful. Usually these are usually they're classified, you know, a hateful Christian or something like that, uh, or at least a religious a religious person uh, that just hates um, everyone who's different from you who. Uh, who who doesn't think with you uh, if if you don't go along with this 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 role of diversity, um, and so yeah, it's 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 interesting that this question came up because I I I I can't say I've seen it come up anywhere in public life yet. Like when I look at when I look at like online forums. Um, or, or 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 open discussions with people. It's just it hasn't really been a thing um, that that's kind of been on on the on the the radar at least of this town. Um, certainly, we've seen clashes in nearby towns about this, and so it's not a surprise that you know perhaps this is kind of it's starting to get in here. But um, it it uh, it's it's something that we need to be thoughtful about um about what we celebrate that 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 moves the town in a different direction than merely embracing or at least the uh, permitting diversity um one counselor though did mention like uh, that that there should be no advantage to any group and so this is this is the thing about the instant the interesting thing about this this role or this call of diversity and inclusion again usually just a code for for, for lgbt Kind of celebration is that the, the the communities 
that that would often fly the the, the rainbow flag um, would 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 kind of balk at the at the at the claim to it to fly any other kind of flag or or, or particularly you know a flag uh, that were that was in the majority of, of people you know maybe a Christian flag or something like that uh, and yet that's that's kind of what ends up happening when when you're when you when you when you put out the rainbow flag you are advertising the values that the town um the town celebrates uh embraces desires um it be, it becomes in in many ways uh kind of a, a religious statement it tells you where the kind of the, the moral compasses of of that place um and so while we 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 wouldn't want to exclude people from a community that doesn't mean that every diverse community has to be celebrated on on provincial walls or or, or flagstaffs as well i think in i think in some of these issues the 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 the, the government here can be can be neutral um, when it comes to these particular issues. Um, I don't know. I don't know if the, if the council has a role to actively celebrate diversity. If anything, I think it has a job to just make sure that no one is excluded. Yeah, I think that's as far as it can, that it should go, and then just let the the rest of the community to figure out kind of the direction it, it naturally wants to take. And then from there, um, the final question of the night was uh, was vision for the town over the next twenty years. Um, again, I think I think in general, most people saw the expansion of the, of the city of uh, amenities. You know, the multiplex getting bigger, um, mention of new schools, excuse me, um, uh, new schools being developed. Um, so I I think they just see a fruition of a lot of plans that are are kind of in the works already. Um, again, we've kind of touched on this already. Uh, I think the biggest the biggest question is how big do we want to get, and what are we willing to sacrifice in pursuit of getting bigger? All right, and so with that, um, the the candidates concluded with their closing statements. Again, just um, asking for your votes. They are uh, all of the candidates are online. They have all. They all have Facebook pages. Um, they've all kind of, or most of them, many of them, gone out and handed out flyers, door knocked, um, have set up meeting places. Uh, so you can um, follow each of them on Facebook that, and and see where you can ask your questions as you consider who to vote for in this upcoming election. And so, thank you for joining us on today's show. I am Brian Constantine, and I am Michael Rowland. And this has been Penhold Talk Radio.